Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series, What's So Important About the Book of James? Yesterday, we started this series and talked about the history, some of the very interesting history about the book of James and its canon or its acceptance as a book inspired by God and having the authority of God. And we concluded that, yes, the book of James has been declared canon since about the third or fourth century. And we began to talk about James and how well he knew his brother. You see, Mary, his mom, followed the ministry of Jesus, and she took his brothers with her. John 2, 11 through 12 says, This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they did not stay there many days. And we said yesterday that even though James and his brothers saw the miracles and heard the great wisdom their older half-brother Jesus had, they did not believe he was the Son of God. We quoted John chapter 7, verse 5, but I'd like to read verses 1 through 5. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Verse 2, now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. And then verse 5, for even his brothers did not believe in him. Well, how did James perceive his half-brother as he grew up? We can find some information in Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 51. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. 
But his mother kept all these things in her heart. Here's a question. What would you think if your older brother said those words to your mother or father? Well, how about these words in Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 through 50? Listen to this. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak to him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. I wonder what his brothers thought about that statement. Here's another one in Luke 4, verses 16 through 22. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Well, that's a very interesting question. Is it not Joseph's son? Well, what did James think about that? Is he not my brother? And if my father's not his father, then who is his father? It's evident that James and his brothers did not believe he was the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, the Son of God, and the King of Kings. Well, why? Because he was their brother. Or was he? Hmm. I can hardly imagine what it was like traveling with your mother, watching your older brother perform miracles, confound the wise, teach you what is right and wrong, and your mother the whole time taking it all to heart. Listen to Luke two eighteen through 19. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. James did not believe Jesus was the Son of God, most likely because he was his brother. It's amazing that although he traveled watching the miracles and hearing the wisdom and seeing his mother in full support, that he still did not believe. But one thing to notice, when James ever refers to Jesus, he never calls him his brother. That's why I chose James chapter 1 verse 1 as our foundation scripture. James 1 1 says again, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. You see, that's why when James speaks, everyone listens. That's why there's so much controversy concerning his writing. That's why it took so long for his letter to be considered canon or inspired and with the authority of God. You see, the challenge is that if anyone knew Jesus, James did. If anyone spent time with Jesus, James did. If anyone watched what Jesus did, James did. If anyone heard the words he spoke, James did. If anyone knew Jesus when he was young, James did. If anyone watched Jesus grow up, James did. 
If anyone would have preferred to believe different, James would have. If anyone knew his family, his mother, his brothers, and his sisters, James did. And if anyone understood the heart and the attitude of the Son of God, James did. Hence, when James speaks, everyone listens. In the very first verse of his letter, James refers to his brother as the Lord Jesus Christ. What caused this complete turnaround for James? Why was there a sudden change of mind and belief? I believe it's the resurrection. You see, since the resurrection, James never referred to Jesus as his brother again. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 8. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the Twelve, and after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. But listen to what he says in verse 7. Verse 7 says, After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then, last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. Paul uses James as a witness. Why? Because of James's credibility. Because if anyone knew, witnessed, and had the revelation, it was James. No one, even today, can deny the words of James. James got the revelation. Remember these questions? The questions concerning Jesus. Is this not Joseph's son? Well, what did James think about that? Is he not my brother? And who is his father? Well, now we can answer those questions. James got all the answers. He got the proof he needed. There was no denial. And now, in a sense, James tells us, no, this was not my brother, this is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of God manifest in the flesh. What a revelation. And he never refers to Jesus as his brother again. I believe the very moment James saw his brother risen from the dead, everything made sense. It answered every question that James could not answer during all of his childhood life. Obviously, this caused James's conversion, and he was now numbered among the believers. But there were others, too. Acts chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. And when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and, here we go, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Are you ready for this next part? And with his brothers. Yes, James his mother Mary, and his brothers were all in the upper room. What happened next? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. Acts 2, 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
James was not only saved, converted, and born again, but he was now filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. Wow, and so was his mother Mary and his brothers. So why is the book of James so important? Because the book of James is his testimony of his revelation of the risen Christ. But what about his sisters? Through other writings, some have concluded there were two sisters, and others believe there were four. It's very possible they were also present in the upper room, but the Bible does not mention it. One thing we do know, there were sisters. So, when James speaks, everyone listens. When anybody needed credibility, they mentioned James, and Paul did in Galatians 2, verse 9. He says, And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me, Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised. And even Peter did in Acts twelve sixteen through 17. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, Go tell these things to James. Why did Paul and Peter mention James? Well, we'll continue that tomorrow. We're out of time. See you then. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.